This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, Jimmy, out along with Paul Stone talking some college football. Paul, and uh, a one, one, and one week, but if you did, you, if you were wise and picked the right time to take the Kansas Jayhawks, uh, they did uh, They did cover the spread. That was your push last week at the time we, uh, we did this. Uh, it was exactly seven. And you know what? I, I didn't know we could compliment uh Lance Leipold anymore but Bama uh Oklahoma uh I mean wh- uh, the other teams uh, how about Kentucky when they lose their starting quarterback I mean it is disastrous not Kansas how about that how about the uh you lose that you know Jalen Daniels and still boy he would he drew up some beautiful plays didn't he and it, it was not a whole lot of um, uh, drop-off from the starting quarterback to the backup, and that's just not happening in college football these days. Yeah, I mean, Jason Bean, uh, as you indicated, he came in for the Jayhawks and that, that passing game. Jason Bean can throw the ball, and he uh, showed it uh, being put in, obviously in a difficult circumstance, and they produced a lot of total yardage under uh, Bean's leadership as the uh, Jayhawks backup quarterback they just couldn't quite uh, close the deal and hopefully Daniels there's a lot of mixed messages out there and uh, on social media and so forth about whether he'll be back at some point this year I don't think he's going to play this week but hopefully he'll return at some point uh, sooner rather than later and how about uh, the boys from your home state and the Texas Longhorns the most lopsided result in the history of the Oklahoma Texas series 49 to nothing and um, it, was, it was interesting. Venables dressed out Gabriel. He warmed him up. He did not play him. That happened uh, with both Arkansas and Iowa with their starting quarterbacks. So gamesmanship, I don't know. I don't know if it paid off. Those two teams got uh, beat uh, combined 89 to 17. Texas now 16 and a half, 49 and a half at home against Iowa State. I watched the Iowa State-Kansas State game. They are offensively challenged, uh, to say the least. Uh, so, boy, if I could go back in time and bet that Iowa-Iowa State under, I would do it all over again for sure. And that's where you want to start here. ABC nationally televised game, noon Eastern time in Austin. You want to talk about that total, Paul? Yeah, I mean, you touched on one of the, the main points here, Jimmy, is just the fact that uh, Iowa State, you know, they come into this year, they've lost a lot of offensive production from previous years to historic type guys. Uh, I think Brock Purdy, he owns many of the passing uh, records there at Iowa State, a four-year starter. Uh, They're running back Brees Hall, uh, one of the all-time leading rushers for the Cyclones as well. And they just hadn't been able to replace that type of production. They frankly haven't even come close. 
Uh, the running game has just been so-so with Brock. Uh, Xavier Hutchinson, uh, wide receiver, is, is putting up some good numbers, but he's about the only legitimate weapon they have. Their quarterback, Hunter Deckers, kind of lukewarm performance uh, so far. So a very offensively challenged Cyclone team to this point. In four games against Power 5 teams, they've scored 11 or fewer points in three of those four games. And now they face the Texas Longhorns. And this is a good Texas defense. Make no uh, mistake about it. In fact, both these good de defenses are good, both in the top 15 and one of the most critical defensive statistical categories, in my opinion, defensive yards per play. Texas allows only 4.4 yards per play. Iowa State only 4.5 yards per play. So they're both very good defensively. Iowa State has a standout defensive end in Will McDonald, uh, one of the best edge rushers in all of college football. I believe he's going to get up close and personal with Quinn Ewers on a few occasions. He's going to make life a little more difficult. I think Texas is going to, you know, win this game, you know, probably in the neighborhood of two touchdowns or so. But I, I think it's going to be an under, you know, 49 and a half, I think is what we're seeing there at Bet Rivers. And I just don't see Iowa State scoring any more than 14 points outside of an avalanche of turnovers by the Longhorns. And I don't think the Longhorns are going to run the ball up and down the field uh, like they have, uh, like they did last week, rather, on Oklahoma and have at other points this year. So I think we're going to have a lower scoring game than that. Uh, I think this game remains under the posted total of 49 and a half. No doubt, Paul. And uh, when I handicap as well, I've kind of uh, pushed aside oh, the last few years or so uh, scoring defense and total defense, four yards per play defense, because. I mean, there's so so many teams play at varied pace. And so, you know, some teams will get, you know, 55 snaps a game. Uh, another team will get, uh, you know, 95 snaps a game. So you just you, – you, it's really uh, a much more, I guess, a uh, much more accurate depiction uh, of the uh, defense. And also this, Texas and some power rankings cracking the top five, even though they've lost two games. Have you seen some of these power ratings, Paul? Oh, absolutely. Jeff Sagren, the one that I reference uh, mm -hmm. most notably to, for comparison's sake. And the other guy that I use is a guy named Sonny Moore. They both have Texas number four in the power rankings uh, this week. I know Josh Pate, he loves them. Uh, Joel Klatt loves them. A lot of people out there like the Longhorns. I don't think they're quite the number four team, even in terms of power rankings. At full strength, I look at them more like number nine in the nation. But their team, I don't know that a lot of people are going to want to play them, especially if they start getting some confidence because you've followed this as long as I have. And, you know, once a team starts kind of exercising the demons of the past and they develop a new personality, uh, and instead of being the team that everybody, uh, you know, beats in the second half and comes from behind, you kind of become the dictator. Uh, you know, Texas could be a dangerous football team. So it'll be interesting to see if they're able to sustain it because it's all about consistency. Uh, and I was telling a person a minute ago before we came on, you know, Texas still at the time of the game, they haven't beaten a team of the four victories. None of the teams in my mind have been top 40, any better than 45th in the nation, mm -hmm. uh, according to power rankings at the time of the meeting. So they still hadn't beaten a quality football team, but now they're going to start playing some of the, uh, the best teams, the upper echelon teams in the Big 12. And it's a balanced Big 12. It's a competitive Big 12, and it'll be interesting to see how the Longhorns fare the rest of the way. Yeah, no doubt. And talking about power ratings, who thought that they Texas would be this high and then Oklahoma would be so low? And, uh, hey, Quinn Ewers did come back, and uh, he played very well. Uh, again, 
He's had a very good season for uh, Texas uh, in Austin. Let's uh, go to uh, let's go to the American here. And you know, in our conference previews, we talked about uh, Tulane and wondered how much of a pass we gave to uh, gave to Willie Fritz and his Green Wave for being displaced with Hurricane Ida in uh, in twenty twenty one. So far this year, I think a lot can be given to, as a pass. They've been really good. They gutted out a win, a low-scoring win uh, last week at home, and so now they uh, and now they travel to Tampa to take on South Florida. Greeny's twelve-point favorites on the road now, getting a lot of respect. Double-digit twelve-point favorites on the road. ESPNU nationally televised for Eastern kickoff. Yeah, Tulane already road victories at Kansas State and in Houston. I'm not sure too many football teams out there have two better road wins halfway through the season than the Green Wave. And I know you follow them closely, and uh, I'm really impressed with the Green Wave. Only went 2-10 and 10 last year. Uh, they were 1-7 in the American Athletic Conference, tied for last place in that league. So this is certainly one of the best turnaround stories in all of college football. But in our world of 11 to get back 10, you know, it's all about the number. <laughs> I had Tulane, I had them tabbed as slightly below a double-digit favorite here. Uh, South Florida, you know, they're not there yet maybe, uh, but they're getting close under the guidance of uh, third-year head coach Jeff Scott. Last week, the Bulls actually led nationally ranked Cincinnati on the road during the fourth quarter before falling 28-24, to and that wasn't an anomaly either. Uh, in that game, the Bulls averaged 5.7 yards per play. Uh, they were only outgained by Cincinnati by 51 yards in the total yardage battle. And the last two games, really, where South Florida has been better offensively is due to the more consistent play of quarterback Jerry Bohannon, the transfer from Baylor. Uh, he's had a little bit of a uh, interception problem, to be frank about it, early in the year. He's already thrown six picks. But in the last two games, although both losses to East Carolina and uh, Cincinnati, he's thrown for a total of 392 yards without an interception, eight yards per attempt. And then he's run for another 191 yards, 7.1 yards per carry. So Bohannon, a true dual threat guy. You get Tulane going on the road as a double-digit favorite. I like South Florida plus the 12 over the green wave on Saturday. One of my favorite uh, favorite ways to handicap, and that is finding uh, finding bad teams that are playing uh, above, playing considerably on the improve or playing above their power rating and, you know, catching really strong team or strong perceived or, or perceived weaker teams that are playing either below or above their power rating in South Florida. You talk about the young quarterback, new quarterback with his new surroundings kind of acclimating. A little bit uh, here, midseason. Great angle. I like it. Uh, I like it, Paul. Let's move on to uh, this year's uh, Cinderella, man. The darlings of college football. And just year one, we talked about this team as well in a college football uh, preview. We said, hey, watch out. We'll see for sure just how good they'll be when they go to Appalachian State and, uh, and play them. James Madison, the Dukes, the 131st uh, team in Division One. And they are eligible for Sun Belt. They're not eligible for bowls, however. Now they're in the top 25, the rankings. They're 11 and a half now at Georgia Southern. And you know what? Uh, Helped in, in, a, in this uh, Georgia Southern, I mean, complete metamorphosis. I mean, from a triple option base team for multiple coaches now to kind of an air raid offense. They've been a big over team. Now they're catching 11 and a half at home against James Madison. 
Yeah, I mean, as you mentioned, James Madison's first season uh, at the FBS level, probably one of college football's more underrated uh, stories, uh, even though they did crack the top 25 this week. Uh, the first time ever, I believe, that a first-year team competing in the FBS has been in the uh, wire service poll and gained that distinction. And you look at uh, James Madison. I mean, their opening game, I actually had Middle Tennessee plus the points. Uh, they dismantled Middle Tennessee in their opener 44-7. to And then three weeks later, you know, they had a really impressive win uh, defeating Appalachian State by four points. So a couple of good wins there. But you look at their schedule overall, James Madison's schedule currently ranked 140th in college football by Jeff Sagren. Uh, Georgia Southern, on the other hand, you know, they kind of stunned the college football world back in week two, stunned Nebraska 45-42 uh, on the road in Lincoln as a 23-and-a-half point underdog. They do enter this game, do the Eagles, batting 500 at 3-3. Three and three. They are on a two-game losing streak as well. But you look at the Eagles' three losses, they've all been on the road. They've been to some pretty good, two good teams and another fair team. Losses on the road to UAB, Coastal Carolina, and Georgia State. They actually led at Coastal Carolina midway through the fourth quarter, and they were within one score in the fourth quarter against both UAB and Georgia State in those losses. James Madison to this point, I believe they've kind of been the hunter during 2022. They're nationally ranked now. They're on the road as a double-digit favorite. I think now they become the hunted. Laying double digits, I think it's going to be a little tougher. You've got a team like Georgia Southern, kind of a wounded football team. They're trying to uh, keep from prevent from losing their third straight game. I think you're going to get a maximum effort from them. I like the uh, Georgia Southern Eagles there in Statesboro, the home underdog, plus 11.5 over JMU. All right, so Paul's three picks again this week. Georgia Southern plus 11.5, South Florida plus 12, and then the under in Texas, Iowa State, under 49.5. Great stuff as always, Paul. For Paul Stone, I'm Jimmy Ott, owner of Sports Betters Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network.